You are listening to the Wisdom Factory podcast. Heidi Hörnlein and Mark Davenport present to you high-level conversations with their show guests who share their knowledge and wisdom and inspire us to wake up and to grow up. This podcast is sponsored by the Italian non-profit cultural association Il Paradiso Integrale. Find out more at paradisointegrale.com. Today, our guest is Dr. Tom Habib, clinical psychologist and couples therapist in California. He is researching new ways in which intimate couples can become partners in self-development and in growing deeply into we spaces. In his presentation, he is referring to visual material which you can see and download at http colon slash slash bid dot ly slash tom big letter t o m habib h a b i b while t and h of tom and habib are big letters now here is the first part intimate couples going together the lines of development. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, we're online today from Paradiso Integrale here in rural Umbria in Italy. We're just north of Rome. I'm Mark Davenport. And, and I'm, I'm Heidi Hörnlein, yeah. or also Adelheid Hörnlein. That would be my official birth name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this video is part of our Conversations That Matter series that we've been doing for some time now. And you can find out more about that on our website, thewisdomfactory.net. Mm -hmm. But now to our guest, Dr. Tom Habib, PhD. So Tom is a clinical psychologist working from his practice in San Juan Capistrano in Southern California. And he's also active in the San Diego area integral community. And he has a special interest in sustaining we spaces, of finding containers that promote the we spaces. And he's found some interesting differences depending upon whether the people involved are intimate lovers or not. And that's something of interest to Heidi and I because we are intimate lovers. Yes. <laughs> and I suspect it's of interest to others, regardless of the exact nature of their relationships. So our conversation today, I should say, presupposes some understanding of levels of development, especially as expressed in integral terms. Mm -hmm. But just be forewarned so that we, we trust that we won't get bogged down in too much technical talk. About yeah, that. and if somebody or anybody wants to learn a little bit about integral theory, you can go to many places, but also to our webpage and to our YouTube channel. Yeah. We have some videos which are talking about integral and which are giving you an introduction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Tom, you wrote a tantalizing line in your in the intro uh, that you about what you wanted to talk about today. And I'm quoting here, who's in the room matters when a group of seekers is attempting to open up into a collective experience. Many evolutionary thinkers have found. This we space becomes 
much more challenging for an intimate couple than it is for non-lovers. And that sounds kind of counterintuitive at first view, you know? So, yeah, because we think we are intimate and yeah, we have a reason. Yeah, we're already, and, yeah. you know, we already do that stuff. And yeah. What. Yeah. But you, you what, go ahead. That means it needs explaining. Well, you did your homework, Mark. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. At San Diego Integral, we've been experimenting with a process called Focus Integral Group Discussions. And of course, most of the relationships there aren't intimate. Mm -hmm. But it's really been helping me flesh out, you know, what are the aspects of each individual in order to be able to participate effectively, and not to feel overexposed, not to retreat in that moment when it finally coheres and develops. And my experience doing a lot of couples therapy, I've found that it's much more difficult for a couple uh, to do it also. That even an eye exercise, like if I ask a couple that have been fighting uh, quite a bit, can you look at each other for one minute and don't look away and you can't smile? You can see them viscerally react to that moment of don't make me do that. I don't want to do it. And it's because of the accumulation of previous wounds and you know failed connections. Many times they don't have a developmental perspective of their own relationship that they can't even be there in that moment for one minute. So indeed, I'm finding that as difficult it is for a group of people, even integrally informed people, to show up in a collective, it's even more of a challenge uh, for the intimate couple. Uh, yeah, I remember when the first time I did this exercise, it's many, many years ago, and it was really hard to look into the eyes of another person and keep looking. You know, it was like, oh, you want to, to, to go. Then uh, the experience is when you are in a big in a group now with this experience just, you know, getting normal. And then you can have these openings and you feel in a wee space, but you know, Tomorrow you are somewhere else. While in a couple, me, yeah. tomorrow <laughs> you are not somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> right. That's exactly what happens. So I have three assumptions on this uh, and points I want to make. The first one is a lot of our colleagues in the integral community probably find themselves in first-tier relationships mm -hmm. because even though they have the capacity to move to more subtle uh, forms of state experiences, perhaps they're married to a spouse that can't quite sustain that. So I think it's kind of common in our community. The second one is, as we're saying, that in the intimate relationships, we're going to find all the blocks and obstructions that prevent us from going there because it is such a much more complicated relationship. And then the third one is that the blocks are going to be revealed specifically, and we'll get to them later on when we talk about it. But early on, I want to get right to how to we do this in order for people to get a sense of what we're talking about. Because as they envision entering this process, I think they'll feel it in their relationship. And then we can go back and talk about early on, how do you prepare your spouse, and then what it takes individually, what you have to have accomplished individually in order to really do this. 
Okay. Exactly, because I think often in integral community, my experience is that people are able to think in integral terms, but when it comes to really personal <laughs> things, uh, 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 well, there is isn't, not... Isn't integral all about thinking? Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> seems to be. You know, when it goes about emotion and I'm recognizing the own patterns, mm. I find that not very many people want to go there. So, I think that's really true, Heidi. I mean, any of us that are going to bear through integral theory and learn all the nuances of it, we're going to have an intellectual preference. But we've all had the experience of running into people that they just resonate and they communicate at a, a much more visible, transparent level. And they don't even know about integral. They just show up mm -hmm. in a full availability. And what a delight they are to run into. Oh, they piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do all the work. <laughs> so if I can move on, I want to start with a quote by Rumi. Go ahead. Yeah. Rumi, the 13th century Persian poet, seemed to understand some of the dynamics in the relationship we've already touched upon. And he said, your task is not to seek love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Amazing. 800 years later, we are beginning to figure out, you know, what those things are. And like I said, we'll get to those at the latter end, but I wanted to get to right away of how do we actually do this? What's the methodology in the lower right? Sometimes I think in the integral community, we love that upper left and lower left experience, both individually and collectively. Yeah. But in order to actually understand the mechanics of it, the how-to to do it, I don't think we always articulate that out real well. So to move on and show that real quick. In the meantime, while you are looking for this, I want to say upper left and lower right. That means the quadrant of reality. Uh, upper left means the individual and uh, individual internal. Mm -hmm. And lower right, for instance, means collective external. So here we are in the couple lines of development. Yes. So this couple line is on the Wisdom Factory. There's two different recordings, one a brief one from the European conference, the other one more of an hour treatment that Heidi, Mark, and I did. And it starts from the bottom here, the safety and attraction. And we move through the role stage. The beauty of the safety and attraction is when we first fall in love, all the intensity, the chemistry. But it's based more upon sensation and sexual experience than it is at the first love where it's much more uh, based on understanding and empathy. Most people never get out of the role stage. What gets you into the role stage is reality. When, you, when your spouse has irritation and she's non-communicative, you know, you struggle about different uh, tasks you're going to do, you're going to get out of safety and attraction and be in roles where you try to lay down the patterns. Uh, most people that come to see me are at the role stage. And if I get them at the relational stage, we call it a day and I'm done with their therapy. <laughs> but in the integral community, notice the green band running through the relational stage that came online in the 60s, just like in Spiral Dynamics. Mm -hmm. uh, so did the relational stage. In the integral community, we have a lot of relationships that have strong relational capabilities 
And today we're going to be talking about how do we actually get into first love? And part of the reason I call it first love is we're not in love with the projection. We're actually in love with the person we're with because we can feel them at an empathic level and we can sustain that state experience. We're not down at safety and attraction. We're obsessed with the fantasy of being in love. I always tell people, you can imagine love at a far greater rate than you can actually realize it. <laughs> and we're really talking about how we cope with the ideal there, aren't we? The ideal, by definition, is always a beacon that provides direction in our life, but it must not contaminate contentment. And so that's some of the struggle in getting into the first love is no longer are we you know, believing all those romantic movies that stop at safety and attraction because they don't know where to go. They, uh, and most people don't know where to go. That as a couple, there's a developmental line much as there are. So today we're going to talk about how to get from relational to first love. And I'm beginning to get some preliminary evidence that it's going to benefit a lot of people, not even uh, people that are uh, familiar with integral theory, that the practice is clear enough that it can work for most people. Great. Yeah. All right. Can I move on? Yeah, I yeah. would uh, still go a little bit and explain what the roles is. And you can see it on the um, on this card, but who is maybe only listening? The roles is clear, no? That we take over the father role, mother role, wife and husband and so on. And then in the next stage, which you call relational, what is then the difference when you can explain it again and to first love again so that we have it also in, in words and not only on the, on the chart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in the relational stage, what's happening is they have all their roles down where they can give and take. One can lead, the other one can follow depending upon the skill level. They can problem solve. They've worked out all the nuances of getting along in an intimate relationship, and they don't catastrophize. Everything isn't an absolute catastrophe in a battle for power, separation. They've got a nice rhythm going. But the problem is they haven't really clicked into first love. You know, it's more functional, and they're still deluded by the early fantasy that other people get to stay at get to stay at safety and security mm -hmm. and that they might have married the other person wrong person that's the fantasy that until you get the first love you haven't gotten rid of yet mm -hmm. so the relational relationship in many time works like i say many times if i get a couple there therapy stops because they don't really have or a lot of us haven't understood how to get them to first love so that's been the fun for me is trying to invoke these state experiences in couples that have that nice solid platform. And it does lay breadcrumbs for them that there's a deeper experience to be had that we'll get into as we go along. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to watch our conversations on video, please go to our YouTube channel, which is called The Wisdom Factory or watch the videos in the video archive of our website www.thewisdomfactory.net 
Thank you.